podcast episode one we're doing throwing it back to how it used to be division previews in the off season starting out with the AFC West just like last time I'm here with my Chicago compadres hello Lee Murray and Tommy Murray how we're goes it how we're goes here it's division preview it's, time. It's, it's division preview season just like Colin Cowherd football's intended in you know we're doing the AFC West today a lot of interesting stuff going on, but before we uh, started, I thought we'd throw it back to a year ago, and uh, Lee, I just want you to, you, Tommy was not part of this uh, division preview last time, as it was in the early infant days of the back judge, but uh, yes. Lee and I broke down the AFC West in 2017, and Lee, I just wanted to have you guess what your predictions were for the division. I know I predicted the Chiefs finishing last. Okay. Chargers finishing first. I'm going to say I had the Raiders finishing second and the Broncos third. Flipped. But uh, the Broncos he, second. Yeah. Lee had yeah. the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs. And I had the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs. So we, we were hating on the Chiefs pretty hard last year because it was partially because we felt that since they drafted Pat Mahomes, they had not done much to improve their offensive uh, personnel. Uh, and they had the whole interesting uh, thing with John Dorsey getting fired in June, if you yeah. can remember. So there was yep. just a lot of bad juju around the uh, Chiefs, but then they went on to win the division. Yes. <laughs> and and, and let's, so, not, let's not leave out the fact that they started out the first – I think it was seven weeks or something like that as the best team in the league. They beat the Patriots in that opening game. They had a lot of mojo rolling in. And then, like a lot of the Chiefs teams before them, as the season went on and it got a little bit colder outside, uh, their their play steadily decreased until they kind of uh, – I think they, they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs by the Titans, right, mm-hmm. in that yeah. comeback game. They showed nothing in that game at home in the playoffs. But they did get off to a great start to the season. Well, uh, let's get right into it. We're going to start out, though, with the uh, start from the rear and uh, work our way up. So the Denver Broncos finished in the last place last year in the AFC West. And, I mean, the thing ever since, even really since Peyton Manning's last season, it's been a while since they've had a real competent quarterback. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, you can talk about Peyton Manning's uh, mental ability, but he was a shell of himself in the year that they won the Super Bowl. But they won the Super Bowl. But post Peyton Manning era, um, they really have uh, swung and missed. Yeah. Well, the Paxton Lynch project really has kind of proven to be a failure, at least to this point. I don't know what his rookie contract it, it, was, but yeah. I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be a Bronco for. I don't know how much faith the organization has in him. And, uh, the, the decision to sign Case Keenum this offseason was kind of an interesting one. I know Tommy and I got in a few conversations about what they were going to do with that number five pick with the quarterback class coming in this year, seeing as they did need a quarterback after moving on from Paxton Lynch. But they went ahead and decided to sign Case Keenum. And I think it was a smart decision by them to kind of lock him in as their starter and, uh, and, and not have some rookie breathing down the back of his neck and him knowing basically that it was a matter of time before he lost his job. So I think that that decision was was uh, pretty good based off of especially what Case Keenum did last year. Yeah, and then also in the draft they were able to, able to add Bradley Chubb too, which I think made that decision a little bit easier, um, passing up on Josh Allen or Josh Rosen when they had Bradley Chubb dropping there and having that the possibility of a Von Miller Bradley Chubb uh, edge duo. You know them drafting 
uh, Bradley Chubb probably says more about you know their belief in Case Keenum rather than their supposed I mean not disdain but just preferring him over the two quarterbacks that were available Rosen and Allen at that point in the draft because I mean if you're gonna roll with Case Keenum you know you're never like when you're drafting this is the mistake that I think the Giants made is you have to take into account when you're gonna be picking that high again and you know teams that want quarterbacks but still like you know, do okay in the season and end up having to trade a lot of capital just to move back up into the area where they can get a good quarterback. So um, I think, you know, Elway thinks that Keenum can be their quarterback for maybe something like three to four years. Just believing in their defense, too. Adding Bradley Chubb, saying we're going to ride with our defense, getting Royce Freeman in the third round. Uh, Obviously, I still think they have some holes on their offense. But Denver always, it's it's hard to come into mile high and get a win. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to have a good quarterback in Case Keenum. And their defense, I think that's really why they pass up on a quarterback. It's like, all right, if we get a quarterback that's kind of committing to a semi-rebuild, we think we can win with this team now. Um, The division's a little bit up in shambles right now. So uh, I I like the direction that the Broncos are headed in. No, Simeon is now, he's out of town. He's on the Vikings. Yeah, Uh, I I thought that was interesting, too, I wanted to say real quick, because the first four weeks of the season last year, if I'm not mistaken, they went 3-1, and and Simeon looked like, the best trailer quarterback you could have. Yeah. A guy who wasn't really going to win a game for you, but the, this Broncos team looked formidable enough to be a playoff team with Simeon as their quarterback, especially after that win against the Cowboys. A lot of people were really thinking, oh, wow, this Broncos team, they're really going to compete in this division. And then Trevor Simeon became Trevor Simeon and kind of teetered off, and the team kind of went up in flames. Now, I think that they can see Keenum as, as a guy who can do that and be that trailer quarterback but do it consistently, and they can still rely on their defense to win games but have Case Keenum kind of uh, bookend the other side a little bit and be able to win games as a trailer quarterback. Yeah, and they had trouble running the ball. Uh, They obviously lost uh, C.J. Anderson this year. He went to Carolina. So they're sticking with Devontae Booker, who I really liked coming out of Utah in the 2016 draft a lot, but he hasn't really been able to cement himself uh, and take C.J. Anderson's position. That was kind of C.J.'s job. But now they drafted Royce Freeman, who I like a lot from Oregon, and they're going to have, try and have that two-headed tandem of Devontae Booker and Royce Freeman. So this offense definitely looks a little bit more interesting. Uh, they got Cortland Sutton in the second round, too, to help out with that wide receiving core. So they definitely did some stuff to put this team in a, in a place to win right yeah. now. So yeah. uh, I, I like what the Broncos have been doing. No, I, and I think that's a good way of putting it, is just saying I like what they're doing. Because I also like what they're doing. And, Tommy, I'm, an, I'm a big fan of Royce Freeman as well, especially, like, He's a guy who started a lot of games in college yeah. and, and put up some really good numbers as a freshman and sophomore. That Oregon program kind of fell off a little bit as his time went on there. But he was one of those guys who kind of snuck in this running back class and I think has a lot of value where they drafted him. But all around, I think this team just looks solid and likable. I really don't see them as a team that's going to take anyone by storm. But like you said, Tommy, going into mile high and getting a win is not going to be easy by any means. Also, a big uh, getting Sue Cravens, I think, too. Uh, is he going to play this year? I was going to ask you guys. Um, like, I don't know, deal? but I would assume he is because I don't know why the Broncos mm-hmm. would go out and trade for him. No one knows, other. really, I don't think. <laughs> they got uh, Marquette King, too. I know he's going to be playing NCAA. Raiders. No, yeah. Sue Cravens, I, I think, is 90% sure he's going to play. But really, who knows what his impact's going to be when he plays? Like, really, after taking a year off, I know he's good, but there was there were problems with vision after concussions or whatever, and... His love for the game was up in the air. You really never know with guys like that. But he was so impactful. Like, he had such a good rookie year in, in Washington, and then last year, obviously, he sat out. 
it's just a nice peak. They obviously lost the keep to leave, and now they're just kind of rolling with Chris Harris, who's still obviously one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL. It's a good-looking defense. And Bradley Rowe, yeah. yeah, they have a very good-looking defense. I love Josie Jewell at backup. I was telling Adam, backup middle linebacker from Iowa. That guy was a man-eater in college. Not, not as fast as you'd like a linebacker to be, but I still think he's got a place in the NFL. I still just think that this offensive line is suspect for me. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Bowles is by no means, I mean, he's a promising tackle, but he's by no means, you know, your franchise left tackle at this point. Uh, you still have a huge hole at right tackle. Jared Valdir isn't the player he used to be. Menelik Watson isn't very good either. At least they got rid of Ty Sambrello, who was a turnstile. But, yeah. um, I mean, your inside is pretty good with Paradis McGovern and Leary, but um, your tackle spots are, are still um, not set. No, yeah. So you got the ex lion Cyrus Quanjo. Yeah, no, I waiting think, in the wings. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I definitely agree with you. I think that you can say that that offensive line it's just solid. It's just so, it's just like I feel like their team it's is not just, solid. It's a little well, less than solid. I think, I think it's you solid. can see kind of like I mean I I, I, I think you got, I think you got to give Bowles a little more credit. He's been in the league one year and he was injured half the year. I mean yeah, I know so I'm saying that I'm, so I'm, I'm saying I never said he was bad. I, he's just. I he's, think he could be their franchise left tackle. He could absolutely. be. I'm just saying you don't know if he is. No, you don't. And, know. I, and Valdir is not. He he might be out of the league after this year. No, he might be. So I, a couple I, of years. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, this, this line actually kind of reminds me. I was about to say of uh, the Vikings line a little bit, where it's like they have some. They have like the Vikings line's better than that. I think it's fair to say that this line is solid. I think it's a solid. Well, it's not great. It could it's be. A, it's a. It could it, be. I'm just saying it could also be below average. Yeah, that's kind of like and the so Vikings I think last year. When we're looking at the Vikings line last year. The Vikings, year, like, they added Mike Remmers and Riley Reef in that era. Yeah, they were no, pretty we're healthy just all year. They throwing money at, like, they tackles. Didn't throw, they didn't throw really money at anything. Jared Bildir is old no, and better at this point. No, I, I don't know why you're comparing them to the Vikings. I think well, they're, because the Vikings, I think they're, they're pretty clearly the, worse than the Vikings line. But we weren't saying the Vikings line was a strength of theirs a year ago. It was like, oh, No, we were saying they were solid, though, because they added two veteran tackles in Remmers and Reef. I don't. I, so I, 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 I definitely did not think that. I, 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 I just did. think I think Garrett Bowles is gonna. I, I think he's really good. He was injured half the year last year. I think he can. I think this is the year he can prove that he's a franchise left tackle, and I don't see why he wouldn't do it. If he doesn't prove, he, I mean, he's he's going to be twenty. He was one of those guys. I think he was twenty five when he got drafted. Yeah. He's going to be twenty six years old. If he doesn't prove that he's their franchise left tackle then that's kind of a bad pick on their part, I think. So this is kind of a prove-it year for him just because of his age, I think. And I, I think Jared Valdir obviously isn't what he used to be, but I think he still can be a solid right tackle in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I, with, my, my point with this is just saying that Keith Keenum could last year could have easily been his Ryan Fitzpatrick year where he just kind of broke out and played well and then just kind of regresses back to the mean where he you know, used to be his whole career. Yeah. And you not having a great O-line doesn't help. And I know we, you guys like Royce Freeman and Devontae Booker has shown promise, but they're not exactly bell cow guys at this no, point. No, no. So I just think that there's more potential for things to go wrong on offense than there is for things to go well. And I don't think Demarius Thomas is the player he used to be. And Emmanuel Sanders I still think is a, is a good guy, but I – you also didn't like Sutton much either. I don't like Cortland Sutton. I thought that was a terrible draft pick. And he was just not good enough to be drafted 40th overall. And they even traded up to get him, and it's just not a position of need. I don't know yeah. why. They, yeah. Especially when they're going to draft Deshaun Hamilton in the fourth round, who I actually I kind of like him better than Sutton because I think Deshaun Hamilton's a better route runner. And so just in terms of in terms of just having success in the NFL, I think if you, as far as you know, in your earlier years, the better route runner you are, the more you can create separation. Yeah, that's how it helps. So I just I think there's more 
room for things to go wrong on offense and things to go right. I, I like that. I, mean, I, I would have rather them drafted Josh Allen or Josh Rosen at number five. Really? Yeah. I, see, I'm not. I'm well, not I, necessarily on the I would, would, I would that. Have that, that too, that's a that's but, a whole other conversation. That's yeah. a whole other conversation. But you and I both kind of take that philosophy. We thought the Giants should they made a mistake yeah. by not taking Darnold. Yeah. Um, but I, all things considered, I like what the direction they're going, and and I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into the other teams too. This division is very up for grabs. Yeah. Um, but I just to I, I, just to finish the whole Broncos case, like. No, this uh, no one's arguing that this offense is going to go out and win games for this team yeah. necessarily. Like we, we it's, know, it's probably going to be the same formula as it was when Manning was there in yeah. his final the year. Defense, the defense is going to have to step up, and but, the defense is looking pretty pretty solid. So it's going to be a team that's going to compete in this division. Uh, and I, and I think the Broncos were a team that underperformed last year. I think the defense just got tired of having to play. 40 minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, and uh, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is a team that came out of the – came in, went into the bye week 3-1 and one and lost eight straight after. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Prove it year for Vance Joseph as well. Yep. Very – I mean, he was almost got fired. Yeah. So, definitely but, a prove it year for him. And, I mean, that was the right decision to keep him around. You shouldn't give up on your new head coach just after one season. Definitely. Especially with the quarterback situation they had. Let's, Moving on. Let's go to the Raiders where, you know, this was kind of a team where we – both thought that they could regress a little bit due to the how they won games in in uh, 2016 with their last second victories that they had and and Derek Carr definitely had a breakout season but last year it just didn't seem to work out with Jack Del Rio and um, they had a, an off year it just like never really I don't know it was it was weird I, it I was weird and it was uh, part of it was Carr underperforming mm-hmm. a little bit part of it was Amari Cooper yeah, like, he all of a sudden not being really effective at all yeah part of it was just like I think they had a pretty decent start as well they were 2-0 and or something like that yeah, well, Marshawn was dancing and all Mar- over yeah, the place Marshawn, yeah against the Jets he's dancing yeah. and it's like and then everything kind of just took a turn for the worse their defense was just a plethora kind of of, of gaping holes somewhat and Derek Carr really was kind of playing like an average quarterback, but that year's behind him. Del Rio's gone. They signed John Gruden to a friggin' ten-year deal. Uh, there's a lot going on in hundred mil, right? Yeah, hundred mil. Yeah, I. It was an interesting offseason for the Raiders. I, I, Adam, I really quickly just want to know what your overall just like after glancing at this roster and going over the Broncos earlier. What you think? I think the offense is going to be much better. Yeah, um, that's just my initial reaction. I think John Gruden coming in. Is going to help Derek Carr. Uh, I, so I, I think the offense will definitely perform better. I think we can reasonably expect a better year from Amari Cooper. However, I do believe the debate is there as whether he's a true number one receiver. Yeah. Uh, I think that's definitely a debate that we can have. Um, their offensive line is, is still pretty good. The, they drafted Colton Miller from UCLA, who is, what, 6'10", like 340, something like that? I don't know. A real project. He, he, is, he, is, he is like a, it's a, a project, pick. but it's a pretty great, yeah, it is a great pick. Well, I mean, so we'll see how that turns out. But, I mean, other than that, not much has changed on offense. I mean, you brought in Jordy Nelson, and I guess you brought in Martavis Bryant, but you still have Jared Cook. You still have <laughs> still have Marshawn Lynch. You still have Derek Carr. You know, So a lot of the things are, are generally staying the same. You did get rid of uh, Michael Crabtree, yeah. Which, which uh, I thought, you know, he had done a, had a really nice career resurgence in uh, Oakland, and uh, I think this is definitely a boomer bust kind of situation more than any of the other teams really in this division, just because I think if things are working for them and they build momentum and the Gruden thing starts to work and every, and they're winning, it could like really work well. But I really didn't like the Colton Miller pick. I thought that was a reach. 
Um, I like the Doug Martin signing just because Marshawn, Jalen Richard wasn't enough uh, to be that, like their secondary back. They brought in mm-hmm. Doug Martin. They're going to be able to run the football. It's, it's going to depend on momentum for them just because they brought in all these guys. Kind of, They're just going to try and see if they can make it work. Um, in the draft, in the later rounds, they took a lot of kind of high-risk uh, picks with uh, Arden Key and Mowers. Yep. But they, they definitely – I like the I like the picks. P.J. Hall in the second round, too, and then Nick Nelson uh, in the fourth round. All good picks who all can make an impact. Uh, their, their defense, though, just uh, is going to kind of wear there, – that's I, I don't think they the really improved much. No. I mean, up the middle and even – I mean, they've never been able to get a, a rusher other than – Khalil Mack. They've yeah. never really been able to get a dude to compliment him. I know they brought in Bruce Irvin. Mario Edwards Jr. has never really performed. I mean, every single year it seems like, well, this is the year Mario Edwards yeah. Jr. Yeah. is going to have his year, and he never does. Bruce Irvin is okay, but he's not, like, he's not drawing attention away from Khalil Mack necessarily. They got you, a big toss, aren't they? Yeah, but, like, here. you brought in two dudes, and Tahir Whitehead and Derek Johnson, who both can't cover yeah. people. Yeah. Like yeah, and as far as your linebackers go, to hear Wade is a solid player. I love him. He's, he's yeah. a hard worker, blue collar dude, but like he can't cover slot receivers and tight ends. No, like, I, you know, and yeah. so I don't really think you've improved much up the middle, even though you've brought in a few new pieces. And their secondary needs to start playing well. You've invested a lot of money and draft capital. I mean, you signed Reggie Nelson. You've drafted Carl Joseph and Garyon Conley in the first round, and Obi Melifonwu in the second round. And um, Garyon Conley was injured last year, and I know he's pretty promising, but, I mean, Carl Joseph and Obi Melanfano need to start playing well, like, yeah. now. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's time for them to to really show up and, and make a difference. Uh, they signed, they got Daryl Worley over from uh, Carolina, who is a pretty good depth guy, but I, they need to start uh, playing better in the secondary because they've just spent too much draft capital and money for it not to work out. Yeah, and, I mean they, you know, and they they had that whole experiment with Sean Smith. They brought him in on a big deal from yeah. KC, and he did not work out. He's not on the team anymore. So this defense to me is still just not good. Yeah, I mean, as you browse over the team, kind of you you can see I it's, think, it's Khalil Mack and everyone else. Well, I think I think they're going in the right direction in terms of draft the risks they've taken. I think I think bringing in Mohurst, PJ Hall, and Arden Key is definitely kind of this. Effect that the Eagles have kind of had on the league a little bit, where it's like get dudes on the D line to, yeah. to to rotate. I think they're kind of trying to do that a little bit, and I like like Tommy said, I like the Doug Martin signing. I think that that's going to do them a lot more than people think. He can't just really because, hurt. Just yeah, just because yeah. he's a dude, he's a veteran back, you know, probably what one or two years younger than Marshawn, who can who can get twelve to fifteen carries a game and make an impact and kind of take the game out of Marshawn Marshawn's hands sometimes due to Marshawn's age, increasing age. Uh, I don't really have any, like, skating takes about this team. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm probably, like, less enthused about John Gruden than maybe the general public is. But other than that, like, this is going to be a wait-and-see kind of team for me. Derek Carr, I know he's proven to be talented, but he had an odd, like, he wasn't a good quarterback last year. No. He just, he just was very, I mean, he was a little bit above average, but nothing, no, he was definitely not the top ten type of guy that he's being paid to be. So he definitely needs to have a, a you know, a second yeah. kind of prove year where he's worth the money. If and Paul Gunther's gonna have his he's gonna have his workload on defense. I really don't like I you think guys, a really good signing a coordinator. The, yeah, I think I do too, but I think that uh, there's really only so much the defensive coordinator can do because the secondary looks kind of depleted and where it's not young, it's old. And the linebackers look 
slow kind of uh, at this point, and it's going to be interesting. With this, and it's also interesting to see what's going to happen with it being the last year in Oakland. Yeah, like I feel like that could either be something that really helps the team out, like if they start kind of going on some magical run and Gruden's back and they're like you know eight and one and leading the AFC West and you know they're doing it for Oakland because it's the last year that the team's there. Or I could see it getting really ugly and they start out four and eight and just the last you yeah. know four games of the year and the last two home games are just. Like just angry people empty. and like half you know empty stadiums yeah. protests and stuff like that and the team's kind of just mailing it in until they move to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely kind of one of those wild card teams. I don't really have that much more to say. Well, about I mean, it. the AFC overall, I think, is pretty weak. So I could definitely see them being a you know number five, number six team in the playoff hunt. But I don't. I mean, we'll get into our division predictions. But they don't strike me as a team yeah. that is just going to win this AFC West outright. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I just go back to my, my I think it's going to be a momentum season. I mean, that Oakland point's a great point, too. Like, that's going to factor in the m- momentum. Stuff's working for them. They have a lot of veteran, good, skilled players that can make plays for them, and it can work. I mean, be overreacting a little bit, but I think the Mohurs, P.J. Hall, Arden Key trio of draft picks are going to be asked to perform pretty early on, and if they can get, like, a nice rotation going in their D-line, it suddenly makes that more of a strength and takes some pressure off Khalil Mack. So they definitely have some pieces in place, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a momentum-heavy year for them. Yeah, I, and I also, real quickly, just to finish it off, they did they did lose Crabtree, but to that point, I wanted to say I think that their receiving corpse is a little bit deeper and better this year, to be honest. That's fair. I think bringing in Jordy Nelson, I know he's, he's just coming off an ACL injury and he's old, but he, we've seen that he can produce, and if he can't produce, they have Martavis Bryant, who does have a, a, a few off-the-field issues, but... Also, a big body who can go up and get the ball, and a sneaky trade on draft day for Ryan Switzer. I don't want to. I don't want to let that go without being acknowledged because I do think that Switzer can has potential as a slot receiver in the league, and yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm a big Switzer he, can, he can. He can be somewhat of a weapon for them. So ultimately, it's going to come down to Carr not having a bogus season again, kind of. And I think Oakland has a pretty has a pretty promising year this year uh, ahead of them. Let's jump over to the Los Angeles Chargers. Or the San Diego Chargers, as we like to call them. The Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. So, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, I guess the first thing that I'd like to bring up is uh, Forrest Lamp's back. Woo! This thing is the second podcast from what we've mentioned. Best old lineman from last year's the- draft. <laughs> just completely is flying under the radar. Kind of was a, I mean, yeah. he wasn't, he didn't have, he wasn't, a, I'm not going to say he was Quentin Nelson, but very athletic, just meat and potatoes tackled, I mean, guard, just really, God, man, great pick. But uh, the Chargers, I kind of feel like this is the do-or-die year for them. I agree. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that could be an overreaction, but at this point... I definitely don't think so, but... I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like with Phillip Rivers, like, the, the clock's ticking. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the clock's been ticking. I mean, it has been. It's been ticking. And I, I don't know. This is a team that I'm excited about once again this year. But I just feel <laughs> yeah, I have my reservations about being excited about them again because they just find ways to lose games, let us down. And yeah. uh, But let's, let's you know talk about some positives. Uh, I liked, uh, I mean, they probably had the steal the first round of the draft. Yeah, Derwin James. I definitely agree. I with mean, that. he fell all the way to 18, and they just picked him up and added him to their secondary, which is already pretty strong with Jason Verrett, Casey Hayward, and uh, Desmond King. And so that was a big, big addition for them, I, I believe. Um, their defensive line is always really, really good. 
Brandon Meebane is a nice guy inside. Joey Bosa and Ingram are elite uh, pass rushers in the NFL. Denzel Perryman is a pretty good linebacker. I mean, their linebackers have a little bit to, uh, I think, a little left to be desired for, but I mean, yeah. it's not that bad. Bringing in Uchenna Nuosa yeah. in the draft, I think, was USC, a great right? for them. Yep. Yeah. He's a dude who can play coverage and also really get after the quarterback, too, at outside linebacker. I just want to go on a little spiel here, and I know that this has been a historically, or at least the past few seasons, a snake-bitten team, but... My message to Chargers Nation, and I've been somewhat of an honorary Chargers fan the past couple of years just because I, I, I've kind of had high expectations for them consistently. And I'm going to go ahead and say that this is really their year. And I didn't want to say, if not now, it's never happening, or this is kind of the, the clock is definitely ticking. I think the Phillip Rivers clock is super ticking, and yeah. I think that that's a different conversation. I think Bosa's, what, 24, and, and Melvin Ingram's like 27. Or, mm-hmm. They've got young pass rushers. They've got a young and elite defense. This team is, we've already talked about it a bunch. We've already gone over Oakland's roster and Denver's roster. We're, we're going to go over Casey's. We're going to talk about the schedules. The Chargers need to win this division. Like, they, they need to prove that Yeah, I think that the first time in a long time, this division is less competitive yeah. than it used to be. I mean, yeah. If in years past, I mean, you know, the Raiders were a juggernaut with Manning. The You know, the Broncos were a juggernaut. The Chiefs have been consistently competitive with Andy Reid as the head coach, mm-hmm. but they're in a little bit of a, a flux year with Pat Mahomes now entering the fold at quarterback. So, like, if there was a year for them to really just, like, just win the AFC West, like, this is it. Yeah, and I think that teams should be scared, honestly, because this is a team that started out, I think, 0-5, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Was it 0-5 or 1-4 for the Chargers? I think it was 0-5. Honestly, I yeah, think, it might have been. I, I'll look it up. I, I, maybe they beat the Giants on that because they were it was it was oh, the two only. Yeah, I think they had one so win. It was one and four, and they roared back and won nine games that year after everyone kind of counted them out because of just because based off of how talented they were basically. And you're talking about a team that is coming back with the same pieces this year, who got a guy who we all agree is the biggest steal of the first round at safety and is a big playmaker guy, has a guard who we all agree is one of, the, one of the best, if not the best offensive lineman in the draft last year coming back. You've got Phillip Rivers, who's obviously been there forever and is coming back for another year, so you have a veteran quarterback. And you literally have all the pieces in place, basically, to do the only negative effect on the team is the fact that Hunter Henry went down with another ACL injury and is going to be out for the year, which is just... Devastating, obviously. But I think Virgil Green is going to be able to step in and take that role somewhat if they don't find someone else. And I don't really think that there's going to be a lot of pressure on the tight end position because we need we need to see Keenan Allen stay healthy for a full year. And Mike Williams, too, was injured last year. They're exactly. Mike from Mike Williams, uh, 26 or 2017. Right? There are just yeah. kind of a plethora of reasons with this team and not with any other team in this division for why they should win the yeah. division. And it's kind of like this is the time to do it. So I'm with you on the if not now when train. I don't think that their franchise is kind of over if they don't do it this year. But I really think that this is seriously the year where the Chargers are on paper the best team, showed what they could do in the second half of the season last year, and uh, are definitely the most exciting team in this division. Yeah, I'm I'm with Adam, and I guess with you too. I think this 100% is their year because I think this division is just going to be getting better as all divisions do in the NFL kind of year to year. So they, I think, are the best team in the division kind of by far, in my opinion. Um, and I think they're – I mean, to start off, they got a great uh, D-line with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the ends like you were talking about, and then Legion and me being down the middle. And then 
I think they have the best secondary in the NFL. And adding Derwin James and Kaiser White to that, and also Jalen Watkins uh, from Philly, I, I think they, they just got better. Like, it's just a strength. Um, Desmond King was awesome last year as a fifth-round pick. Like, they just are – they have a good history of drafting DBs, and they, they perform right away. And so I – it's not technically if now when, but it is because of how much talent they have and how weak the division is. Comparatively to them, and plus Anthony Lynn, second year as a head coach, you know Gus Bradley, Ken Wisenhunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I, I mean, the offensive coordinator and D coordinator are pretty, pretty good guys. They're you know, polished, yeah. And, and so it's time for Anthony Lynn too to step up and show that he belongs in this league as an NFL head coach. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And I think we've all kind of got our got yeah. our piece in on the Chargers. Well, um, we can go on to the division winners that Lee and I both picked to finish last this year with the maybe. with the, the Kansas City Chiefs who. For a team who won the AFC West, been making the playoffs, you know, year in and year out, there's a lot of over like this roster has changed a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially on defense. Tom Ali, Derek, um, Derek Johnson, Marcus Peters, all three dudes on three levels of the defense that have been studs for them um, in the past years um, are now gone. And that doesn't necessarily say that there aren't dudes that uh, they've brought in to replace them because there definitely are. I think uh, Justin Houston still is an elite rusher. I think D. Ford, there's going to be much more pressure on him this year, and he's going to have more opportunities to make plays. I mean, they brought in Breland Speaks from Ole Miss, who I liked in the pre-draft process as a second-round pick. And Derek Nandi is a D tackle from Florida State who um, was getting some good buzz towards the end of the draft process too. So, I mean, they've brought in some new dudes as well. So this isn't to say that, They've you know lost and not gained, but I definitely you know would say that their secondary is worse off mm-hmm. um, than it, than it used to be. I mean, Eric Berry is coming off an Achilles tear, and I mean I will never doubt Eric Berry's ability to come back from anything from his he had lymphoma or now he's torn his uh, Achilles, but that's not a good thing to tear if you're an NFL player. The no. history of players coming back from torn especially Achilles, at that is, age too. yeah, especially at you know his age, and so that'll be interesting to see how he plays this year. Um, they did get Kendall Fuller. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From the uh, Redskins in the trade for Alex Smith, so he's he's a pretty good uh, corner, but still they're lacking you know good talent at, at in their back four. But then you know the NFL, you can get away with having a you know less than satisfactory secondary if your front seven can put pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I mean I think they have like one of the better front sevens in the NFL generally. I like that Reggie Ragland is is with the uh, Chiefs now. Anthony Hitchens is brought over from Dallas. Um, you know, Chris Jones, I really like Chris Jones as a three-tech, five-tech guy that can is pretty versatile along the D-line. Um, you know, we'll see. It'll be an interesting year, but I don't think their defense will be as good as it has been in years past. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, a lot of pressure on both Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens coming in. Uh, Ragland's kind of been a bust so far. Uh, that he got kicked out of Buffalo when the new regime came in, so there's a kind of prove-it year for him. Um, I'm pretty sure Kendall Fuller was the highest-ranked uh, slot corner last year, according to PFF, whatever that means. So I don't know if they expect him to come out, come in and play outside or if he's just going to stick in the slot because he's the, probably their best corner already. I thought they were going to win the division last year, and a lot of that came down to Alex Smith, who I thought was uh, – I mean, I don't think he's better than Phillip Rivers, but I think that he was just more consistent of a quarterback. And I think we're going to see a lot of the growing pains with Pat Mahomes this year, despite having Kareem Hunt, who obviously was great last year. Um, and still having Tyreek Hill and bringing in Sammy Watkins. It kind of sounds or seems to me like they're going to try and just be this big play offense and kind of cater to Mahomes' uh, skill set. 
but I don't. I think that it's just kind of wishful thinking to think that this is all just going to kind of blend together. So I, I'm kind of down on Kansas City this year a little bit. And uh, yeah, they were first place in the division, so they're going to be playing a first place schedule. And I, I definitely think this is a year of regression for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you, Tommy. And I know I've Adam and I kind of have a little bit of a history of bashing this team. And I'm not the biggest Andy Reid fan ever. I I wasn't a huge Alex Smith fan. To be honest, I really don't. I never really have liked Pat Mahomes that much. I thought he was a great college quarterback because he threw the ball 65 times a game, and half those times he was throwing it uh, for a 40-plus-yard 40 40 completion, which tends to not work in the NFL. And it really didn't take me much more than going ahead and looking at their schedule. And the first six games of Patrick Mahomes' NFL career is going to be at Chargers, at Steelers, home to the Niners, at Broncos, home to the Jaguars, and at the Patriots, which is just an extremely be two and four, one and five, extremely tough yeah. way to start your. And I know two of those are division games, but a very st- tough way to start your your first year as a starting quarterback in the NFL, and to do it the way that, like Tommy said, the big play way, the way that they're trying to do it. I just. I may be wrong like I was last year, but it just doesn't really seem like it adds up to me. I thought as much as uh, Alex Smith got guff in Kansas City for making his mistakes and being as uh, average as he was, I think that they may miss that that average a little bit because that average doesn't come with as many turnovers. So I think that this is a young offense now with Mahomes and Hunt kind of in the backfield leading it. and. I don't know. I, I think the NFL is, uh, is, is, is just developing around this team, and their, their schedule's a little too hard for them. So I'm not, I don't think there's that much to really be excited about in Kansas City uh, this year. I would say I would, uh, this might just be my uh, Lions bias talking, but I would rather have Pat Mahomes and Mitch Trubisky. Yes, I don't. I I think the jury's still out on that. Yeah, but if you I had agree. to ask me today, yeah. right now, who I'd rather take on whatever team I was rooting for, I think I would say Pat Mahomes. To be honest, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, uh, I, th- I mean, I think I would too. Uh, he he played well in that Denver game, but he like. I, I mean, I was just talking with Lee about this before the podcast, and I just think Pat Mahomes has an it factor that Mitch Trubisky seems to lack. Yeah, I, 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 th- I mean, Pat Mahomes in his first NFL game that he started, you know it. Granted, it was a Week 17 game where neither teams had anything to play for, but he drove the team into field goal range to win the game. Like, and just for his ability, I like believe in him more just to make a play when nothing's there than um, than Mitch Trubisky or, and uh, honestly, a lot of I mean, a guy like Alex Smith, which is why they went away from him. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I'm excited to watch him in his first yeah, year. Cool. I think he can be a special player. But he could also end up being a little Paxton Lynchy. Yeah, well, you they, know, they so. want a guy when it gets to be a little cold out. They want a guy who can win games. Yeah. When it gets to be the playoffs and you're at home against Tennessee and you're up yeah. twenty points or whatever, they want a guy who can close the game out. And just to play devil's advocate to myself a little bit, as I'm looking over the depth chart, if you want to be in a big play offense, this is it. Like yes. Tyree Kill, they they signed Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. You've got Kareem Hunt. Like you, Anthony Thomas is there. Anthony, yeah. yeah, Travis Kelsey. Like Byron Pringle too from Kansas State. He was a big uh, he was a big play guy. Yeah, so they, they've got dudes who can run. All I'm saying is is that the schedule's hard. Mahomes is young. Yeah. I don't think Mahomes is a guy who's going to sit in the pocket and deliver the football against good teams right this year. I think he's more of a guy who's going to gun it. And, I mean, the jury's still out. He hasn't started enough games for us to really see. I, I think there's you, – you, you have the right to be excited about Mahomes as a Chiefs fan. But I think overall, defensively especially, 
I think this team is kind of looking like they're not really progressing with the with the rest of the league, and I think they might fall behind because of it. Yeah. So why don't we get into our uh, overall predictions for the AFC West? Um, I'll start. I'll yeah, go start first. us out, Clip. Um, I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Chargers to win the division. I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to come in second, the Oakland Raiders to come in third, and the Denver Broncos to finish fourth. Uh, I'll go ahead and go go next. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say the Chargers are going to win the division, and I'm going to say the Chargers win 13 plus games Ooh, this year. I'm going to get. Is that I'm a prophecy? Gonna, I'm going to set the bar there. I don't know. If, you know what? Yeah, we'll get, we can scribble it on the stone. 13 plus games for the LA Chargers this year. Look at their schedule. I know it's early, but they're the best team on that schedule. So uh, I think the Chargers have no reason to not go ahead and go into Pittsburgh and get a win. And go ahead and, and and seal up some of those these other teams we've been talking about in that division. So I'm going to say the Chargers are going to finish first. I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. I'm going to say the Denver Broncos are going to finish second in that division. I think Case Keenum has a little bit more to offer than people think, and I don't think people are really giving him enough credit for, for what he did last year and what he did with the Rams the year before. He really gave Goff a run for his money and ended up starting uh, above him. And I know Jeff Fisher was the coach and all that, and that franchise was kind of a mess. But Keenum has delivered when he has gotten the ball, and I think this is finally a team that's really giving him the ball with a really good defense. So I'm going to go ahead and say, say the Broncos are going to finish second. I'm going to sit with the Raiders at third, and I'm going to sit the Chiefs at fourth. Uh, I'm going at fourth for the Chiefs again. I, I really uh, I don't necessarily know... I have a reason for why I'm, I'm putting them at fourth. I think the Raiders and them are kind of interchangeable, but I think these are two teams that don't really have a specific direction, but with the way the AFC is, you know, either of them could make it. Yeah, let's go with the complete sweep. I also think that the Chargers are going to finish first. Uh, they, I mean, like we said in the breakdown of their team, they, I think they've got the best coaching staff, they've got the best team, uh, and this is kind of their year to do it. So I'm going to pick the Chargers in first place. And now here, like you guys have all, we've all had kind of different opinions on these three teams. This is where things start to get a little bit interesting. And I'm going to pick the Oakland Raiders to go second. And the Broncos, I, I mean, each, uh, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders all, I mean, it's like pick your poison. Who do you want? Two, three, four. But I'm going to pick the Raiders just because I'm going to go a little bit more with their talent. I mean, I just think they have a little, like the Oakland, there's just more things kind of going in the direction than for Denver, who I'm going to put in the third slot. I think they got the easiest schedule. And they do have some question marks, but their combination of their defense, a solid, steady quarterback in Case Keenum, and hopefully a good running game, uh, they, that should get them in third place. And I'm going to go with the Chiefs in fourth place. They definitely have the toughest schedule. A lot of question marks up in the air. I do like uh, Pat Mahomes. I, I, I definitely would take him over. I would take him over a, a lot of the young quarterbacks, I think. I think he does have that eight factor, but I think there's too many things, too many adjustments to be made. Kareem Hunt, I, I think he could be hitting a, a sophomore slump a little bit. I just don't think a lot of things are in Kansas City's favor this year. So I got Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. Ooh, they're pretty oh, last. We're, 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 all, we're all disagreeing here a little bit with the, the – after yeah. the first spot, we're kind of – we were at odds. I'm a little bit more on Denver. Tom is a little more, bit more on Oakland, and you're a little bit more on KC, right? That's yeah. kind of the, the way it's I just looking. think as a whole, KC has a better team, and I'm just going to – Trust that trust Mahomes. that Pat yeah. Mahomes is a good quarterback. And as far as my differences between Oakland and 
Denver, I think Denver has a better overall team, but I'm just going to bet on Gruden and Carr. Yeah. So that's that's just my kind of reasoning. No, fair enough. I think it's really all kind of – I can see it being kind of those three teams being within one or two wins of each other kind of. It, it's, it's, it's tip or tap. Those division bit. games are going to be so big. No, um, yeah, that's – that, yeah. I mean, it's just – I completely forgot to say that. I wanted to say that, like – this division is the, the division games are going to be. I know division games are always important, yeah. but in this division they're going to be ever so important because it's just going to be one game where you have an opportunity to one off the team that you're playing. So that wraps up the uh, AFC West preview.